Hello everyone and welcome to the Wedpreneur Podcast. We're in season three and it's time for episode 74. I'm your host, Lee Rivero, and today we'll be discussing the importance of business basics. So this episode is a bit different because I'm going to go into a bit of story mode, but at the end of it, I hope you'll get a deeper understanding of the importance of this topic. This is your host, Lee Rivero, and welcome to the Wedpreneur Podcast. Join me and our guests each week as we discuss wedding business best practices, examine challenges facing our industry, and interview wedding industry experts and thought leaders who will share their strategies for taking your wedding business to the next level. Whether you're new in the industry or a seasoned pro, each episode is filled with valuable information aimed to help you build and grow the wedding business that you were dreaming about. I'm ready if you are, so let's get started. One of the things I repeat constantly to my coaching clients is there's a huge difference between working in your business and working on it. So today I'll be focusing wholly and solely on the business side of things and sharing a personal experience I had recently, which will literally make you cringe. So sometimes the term basics gets glossed over and people assume that everyone inherently knows and understands things about the topic. For example, if you know the basics of cooking, you can cook yourself a meal but that doesn't mean you can run a restaurant. For this reason, I'm going to say I'm discussing business basics from the perspective of foundations. As in, these are the things that all businesses need to build and understand in order to be successful, regardless of size, country, or industry. By no means do you have to have an MBA to run your wedding business, but it truly takes so much more than just perfecting your skill set in your field of expertise. Just like the owner of a grocery store or a medical office have departments for accounting, admin, HR, we as business owners must create our own systems for our businesses to ensure that we actually may grow in business and progress strategically. Of course, the first consideration is your financial system, which needs to be as tight as possible. I went into all the fine details with the Pricing Lab course. Yes, I'm going to plug my stuff, (laughs) which is available on our website, thewedpreneur.com. If your business isn't making money, it is just a hobby. If you're working way too much for the paycheck you collect, That's another indicator that you need to educate yourself on managing finances effectively, including budgeting for events, setting appropriate pricing, and tracking income and expenses. Now, I feel so weird talking about this when I'm about to tell you how I did not do this, but sound financial management ensures profitability, sustainable growth, and the ability to weather economic fluctuations. Now, by no means am I a numbers person, and I'll share more about that later. But before I do, I just want to highlight the other foundation stones besides finances that are needed for your business to thrive. The next thing is human resources. Even as a one-man show, 
human resources must still play a part of your business system because there are some things that are just not your area of expertise and you need to hire someone to do it for you. Before I had in-house staff, I hired website designers, a lawyer to help me write my contract, a graphic designer to create my logo, and so forth. As such, due care and attention should be paid to this system. The third area that is necessary for all businesses is marketing and advertising. Wedding professionals who understand their target market, effectively market their services, and build a strong brand identity are more likely to attract their ideal clients. A clear understanding of marketing, branding, and customer relations contributes to a positive public image and a differentiation in a competitive market. Now, when you lay these concepts out, it really isn't very basic at all. I mean, no one is born knowing how to do these things. And at the very least, there needs to be an acceptance of the fact that your business cannot run without these components. You have to do the work. The next thing is business planning and strategizing. This is definitely a learned skill and a high level skill at that. If anyone could naturally run a successful business, there would be no value in having an MBA, basically. As a business owner, especially in the wedding industry, the onus falls heavier on you to learn how to run your business to suit you. This is because, you know, I know there is no international standard for running wedding businesses. We have to make our own rules and our own standards. There are quite a few options, though, to educate yourself on best practices. So you don't have to go through the school of hard knocks. It's 2024. There's online resources overflowing and willing mentors and coaches <laughs> such as myself <laughs> That would show you the ropes and help you to avoid mistakes that I've made, like the one I'm about to talk about. The final part I'll touch on is your operations and client management aspect. Listen, this one I'd say is the most in-depth module or foundation stone of business because it's so dependent on how you manage your work, how you manage your business, your boundaries, your personalities, what you would like to do, how you work best, you know. So I'd say it's one of the tougher aspects, well, for me anyway, and one that I'm focusing on heavily for 2024. By the end of this year, my goal is to work with clients who match my ideal client profile, not just in budget, but also personality too. That being said, let me tell you the steaming tea about my latest lesson. Before I get into the details, I just want you guys to know that in the bigger picture, this is a storm in a teacup. Barbados is a super tiny place and everyone knows everyone. So the way this situation played out was not surprising in the least. If you're Bajan, this would be one of those come out things. No identifying information would be shared though. It's more about the lessons than the gossip. I kid you not, my lessons learned process was insufficient for this zinger. I literally wrote a journal entry about it. Every time you hear this sound, I'm highlighting the many times I did not pay attention to business basics in this situation. So anyway, 
Back in May of 2023, I received an inquiry from a couple who was in my husband's friend circle. Let's just call them Hannah and George. We did an initial consultation and I sent over a proposal based on what was discussed and the retainer payment was paid. At this point, she had booked bridal party florals, event setup, six small centerpieces, six large ones. She opted out of any planning and coordinating services, which was fine. We serve the clients who simply need decoration also. She booked all her vendors herself using Frienders and their local network. That's also fine, because at the end of the day, if I'm not planning the wedding and I'm just setting up, those decisions are 150% up to you. She then literally messaged me about a month later with a change of heart regarding the centerpieces and requested grand centerpieces. She did not, however, expect a grand price. Now, creating six large centerpieces at the rate initially given was a very kind gesture, but doing 13 of them would require much more material and labor. I explained this to her and gave her the cost price. She was upset by this because she felt entitled to that special rate, but at the end of the day, I have my boundaries I needed to consider. Well, at least I needed to cover the labor and materials. Really, I should have at least charged enough to profit. Just because someone is willing to give you six of a discounted item does not mean that they're obligated to give you two times that number at the same price. This isn't a wholesale club. One arrangement takes 90 minutes to construct, six takes nine hours, and 12 takes 18. So yes, it's going to be a much greater cost. So at this point, okay, I messed up. I gave her rock bottom costing for the centerpiece arrangements. Basically just enough to cover the materials and labor costs. And then also the lowest possible cost for installation. Meanwhile, of course, you know, I'm not going to be the one on my own setting up 150 chairs and moving them across the beach for the reception. So there were staff that I had to pay to help me. She agreed to this amendment and then the time passed. She, on her own accord, kept me in the loop surrounding the wedding plans. But on more than one occasion, I had to gently remind her that I am not being paid to plan the wedding. I struggled with boundaries here. So it was not fair for her to expect me to be involved in her wedding plans outside of the setup duties. Though, being that she was a friend of a friend, I was more than happy to answer any general wedding questions from time to time. Let me just say, be friends after the wedding when they don't need you anymore. So anyway, fast forward to a semi-contentious meeting during which she directly told me that she was price shopping. This is long after she has agreed and paid for a retainer payment on these arrangements. I wanted to tell her that I'd give her the rentals and let her get someone else to do the decor. Because at this point, the amount of money she had paid would have equaled the rental cost. But Kev, my darling husband, encouraged me to not run away from challenges. Though, in retrospect, I should have stuck to my boundaries. The final selections were finalized. The month before the wedding, I supplied a free sample. I literally mean I paid for it. To try and ease her mind and make her comfortable with the vision. She approved it and 
she requested additional flowers. I accommodated her even though I did not bill her for them. I just wanted to get through this event because I really didn't want to fight over a couple hundred bucks for extra white flowers, but I should have. I said, what the heck, let me just get through this job and added the flowers for no extra cost. So on the wedding day, setup went fine. The wedding day coordinator had called me just before the end of the wedding to confirm that the guests could have the floral arrangements from the tables, which I agreed to. They were free to take the arrangements off the centerpieces, but I needed the cages from the arrangements that were on the ceremony arch, which were then transferred to the sweetheart table. Now, one thing about the sun on the beach in Barbados is that it is super hot, which fresh flowers do not necessarily like. So customarily, these florals are discarded because few survive hours of direct sunlight and sea spray after a wedding. So she simply placed them in one corner for me to collect. Guys, the flowers were almost dead. Shortly after I arrived on property, one of her bridesmaids came to me and asked me for the same cages after the coordinator had previously told her that she could not have them. I noticed her walking quickly over to my items as if she were going to grab them anyway. So I picked them up and explained to her that the cages were reusable, but I could give her the florals from inside of them. I signed no contract with this person and really shouldn't have responded to her at all. No is a complete sentence after all. But anyway, she then went on a tangent about how she knew how much was paid for these arrangements and I started getting super annoyed because she literally would not take no for an answer and started shouting at me. I locked the cages into my car and I went back to the reception tent where the rest of the team was breaking down and started gathering the linens off the tables. I really just wanted to get out of there. Next thing you know, I saw the same bridesmaid walking in after me, cursing and carrying on with me again. Literally, the woman was too stunned to speak. It's me, I'm the woman. I stood there until she got to about six feet away from me, across the table I was cleaning up, and started screaming and shouting that she offered to pay for them, which was, by the way, a straight-up lie. And I said that they were not for sale. Because there's no way I'm going to make someone pay for 99% dead flowers. She literally threatened my person right in front of all the staff on the scene. And then, as someone else came to restrain her, she flung the flowers that were in her hand into my face. I swear to God, the Holy Spirit kept me from literally overturning that table. I don't know. But I just was like, oh my gosh, I've never actually experienced any such treatment at a wedding. For where someone would actually, after celebrating a happy day with their friends, feel so angry that she can't have the almost dead arrangement. That she can disrespect someone just like that, you know, by assaulting them, essentially. But anyway, at that moment... I definitely shared a few choice words of my own and other persons present escorted her off the premises. I'd literally had enough of this job and yes, both things can be true. 
I still love weddings. I don't regret it. And I just wanted to get my stuff and leave. I was super taken aback because to this day, I've never been threatened, nor was I expecting the bride herself to take the time out of the morning, the day after her wedding, literally less than 24 hours after her wedding, to tell me, and I quote, you are an effing, she used the whole word, you an F-word, dishonest, ghetto person. I never should have hired you. I'm done. Lose my number and don't effing respond to this message. I simply accommodated her wishes and blocked her number. I certainly wasn't going to dignify that with a response because at the end of the day, my whole involvement with this job came from me wanting to help someone achieve a beautiful design on a budget. She also posted an IG story with a review that was screenshot and forwarded to me. What the heck? I want to be transparent and I want you guys to know that you are not alone. Most times, weddings are bliss, they're wonderful, they're happy. Sometimes you do get a difficult situation, a different client, a difficult budget. And it's part of the nature of things. So, in the name of authenticity and wanting to share more about myself... I decided to use this situation to highlight how I messed up by not following the basics of business. I truly do believe in accountability, and so I'm putting myself out there, telling you my mess-ups in this situation and the lessons that stood out. So, here's what I'd do differently in the future. Number one, be firm with my business and personal boundaries. If someone isn't really a friend and family, don't go out of your way to offer them friends deals and definitely not at your expense like I did. Second thing, back to financials. When someone challenges the costs of your work, your photography package, your entertainment services, whatever it is, understand that they're just looking for the cheapest deal and if it's not you, that's totally fine. I promise you, More jobs will come along with more appropriate budgets and respectful clients who see the value in what you do. I think that this one was the most important lesson for me based on the kind of struggles that I typically have to deal with and what really challenges me um, as an individual and in my business. And sticking to boundaries, listen, there's nothing more important that you can do for yourself and your business than to stick to your boundaries. At the end of the day, everyone isn't going to love you, not everyone can afford you, and not everyone is well-behaved. So bear that in mind when crap-fitting. So crap-fitting is a term I learned from the crappy childhood fairy on YouTube. Essentially, it means that some of us have a tendency to fit ourselves into crap situations by allowing ourselves to believe it's a unique situation, and we should stay and make it work even when the average person would be long gone. This is a lesson all about client interactions, another cornerstone of business foundations. Had I skipped this formal contracting and invoice protocol, I would most definitely not have received the final payment for the services rendered. And that, unfortunately, is the case for a few other vendors that worked. 
And that is because previously I learned that lesson. What can I say? Uh, maybe I'm one that must burn to learn. So, at the end of the day, aside from a nasty text message, I'm pretty proud of myself for overcoming the challenges I faced, and I absolutely do not regret this experience. Sure, it's pretty crappy to receive negative feedback, but as the moment would have it, I'm about to come on here and tell you guys all about the foundations of business we should be on top of. I had my own examples of the pitfalls of ignoring the business basics. That is a little bit of what I have to say on this topic. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. And please share this podcast with anyone who you think it would benefit. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Webpreneur Podcast. I'm so incredibly grateful to all of my listeners and would like to take a moment to invite you to keep the conversation going. Head on over to our free online community at www.thewebpreneur.com forward slash join. If you enjoyed this episode, help us to spread the word by leaving an honest review and sharing with others you think would also enjoy this. I appreciate each and every one of you and welcome your feedback. Bye for now.